Lincolnshire. Non-league radio. The home of live commentary on lower league football in South Lincolnshire. Hello and welcome to the Lincolnshire Non-League Radio Podcast sponsored by DWV, Timber Engineering, Angels Taxes of Boston and Newton Fallowell Lettings Estate Agents. My name is Tom, commentator on the station and this week we have a bit of a different podcast. When this comes out, I'll be out of the country on holiday so this time we have a compilation of the best bits so far. We have six highlights to go through, some serious and also some funny ones as well. So to start off, let's go all the way back to October last year when Sleaford Dan, goalkeeper and goalkeeping coach Gary Doran joined me and confessed his love for London musicals. Yeah, so uh, changing uh, the subject uh, completely a bit now, of course, uh, our, or you could say, um, well, he says he's... uh, he says that he is my uh, boss, uh, Darren Traps, the lead commentator. You know him uh, better than I do. And he has asked, actually asked me to ask you a question. I'm not sure what it means, so I hope uh, you do. He's told me to ask you about the Jersey Boys. Do you know what he's on about? Yeah, yeah. so I, I have a massive love for um, London musicals, but my favourite one is Jersey Boys. Um, and I can't remember how we got onto the subject of Jersey Boys, but when we played away at Boston Town, Darren put it on a loudspeaker for me during the warm-up. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, I, I, I do love a musical. I've seen Jersey Boys in London, Milton Keynes. I've seen it in New York. Um, I'll listen to the, to the soundtrack at work if I'm, if I'm doing a certain job and I just need to just sing along and... So yeah, I I do love Jersey Boys, and yeah, Darren Darren knows that, and he's played it for me. <laughs> he played played it for me at Boston Town, which was which was funny because he he's trying to cheer up the the away goalkeeper. So I'm, I'm not sure how, if Gary Edgy would like that or not, but it was it was funny to be fair to him. I do like yeah, Daz makes me laugh. So uh, you say about London musicals? Would you say that is uh, or Jersey Boys in general? Would you say that's one of your uh, secret passions outside of football yeah i do i, I love a, a weekend break a look a, a city break uh, so it's either london and you do a musical or castles or um oh, many things to do in london or i like to go up to york um yeah, it's, and a good place. it's just uh, it's cities but i do to be fair my my guiltiest pleasure is go to look at castles uh go look around castles but unfortunately the last castle i went to i broke my leg out so <laughs> it didn't end well that was gary doran the guest in episode three now a question i get asked a lot is how many listeners do you get each podcast i'm not supposed to tell you that as it's confidential information but so far our most played podcast is episode six when former boston town and whole beach united manager gary frost paid us a visit. At the time, the FA Cup third round draw TV selections had been chosen with none of the four non-league clubs remaining being shown on BBC or ITV. We had a very good discussion on why this was a very wrong decision. Yeah, so I've 
Just uh, one more thing I just want to talk to you about, maybe not necessarily about you, but one of the situations going on in football at the moment. I mean, this week, of course, the FA Cup third round draw was done and the TV schedules got announced about a couple of days after. And there's four non-league teams left in the FA Cup, one of them being Kidderminster Harriers, which is the lowest team left. But the funny thing is, none of those four non-league teams have made it on the TV and even mm. Chesterfield, who's away at Chelsea, have not meant, uh, made it. I mean, when people say the magic of the cup doesn't exist anymore, I mean, when you look at it, uh, when you look at it that way, I mean, surely they've got to be right to a certain point. Yeah, unfortunately, the game's become more about money now than it has anything else. And um, I noticed there's a few people on Twitter and stuff saying a few bits and bobs and. Yeah, the, the what what the um what the big wigs, if you like, at the FA um sometimes forget is that it is a sport and um and and so so if you think of it like that, yes, it is a sport, but also you're talking about you know a club like Chesterfield playing Chelsea, um you know TV rights stuff like that, put them on telly, a bit more exposure, you know it shouldn't be going to. Um, I can't remember who, somebody say it was Villa Manu live on telly or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, exactly. Chesterfield against Chelsea. When are they going to ever get to play against them, them boys again? That should 100% be on the TV. Um, unfortunately, as I said, the game isn't necessarily run now by footballing men. Um, it's run by businessmen and people like that. Um, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, Sort of slightly off, slightly off topic, but it's still relevant. But I can remember a couple of years ago when Sepp Blatter left FIFA, and Luis Figo run for run for president of FIFA, and there was a committee panel board and all the rest of it. And I think they deduced that he didn't have enough experience, and he sort of said, "I've won the Champions League and played in European and World Cups." He said, "How much more experience do you want me to have? I've I've played in these games. You haven't." And that really hit home with me. You know, these are these are professional. Luis Figo is one of the best players that's ever ever graced, you know, the grass. And he and he can't get a job as a as a as a football sort of scholar, if you like, in terms of you know making these decisions when he's played the game and he knows how it feels like to have a decision go against him, or he knows what it feels like when someone gets a silly yellow card or. Whatever it is, you know, these are guys that have been in there and had that experience. So just based on that and the fact that, yeah, you've got clubs that are really struggling for money and stuff like that, the game has changed massively. And, yeah, maybe the maybe the magic of the FA Cup has gone a little bit. I think what these boys definitely do appreciate is that if you do play at home against Chelsea, you're hoping to get a bumper crowd in. You're hoping that, let's say, this, let's say Chesterfield has... 50,000 people who live there and only 2,000 normally go to watch. They're hoping that 4,000 go to watch because they're playing Chelsea and they want to see Lukaku or they want to see Jorginho or whatever it is. So it's really all about the money. But And, and that's the same for Boston Town and Old Beach. You know, they want to make a few quid and it stabilises a club. But it should be about exposure and it should be saying to Kidderminster, well done, you boys. You're going to be live on Sky, even if they're playing, you know, Dog Dyke Rovers or whatever. They've they've done that bit. They've yeah. got to that position, and yeah, they totally they totally deserve it. Chelsea are on the TV every other week, 
Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it has gone. I, I'll be totally honest, Tom. I think the game has changed a lot anyway um, in terms of VAR, refereeing decisions. I mean, again, watching Everton today, there was a decision where um, Ben Teke's um, wiped Seamus Coleman out. The game's finished, really, but it, I don't think he gets a yellow. And VAR don't even look at it. They, they seem to only look when yeah. they want to look. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah, I know. Exactly the game, I mean, yeah. yeah, the game's changed a lot, mate, and and I do think that um, unfortunately money's money's making it go round now, and not and not the sport we all love. I mean, you said about uh, Chesterfield. I mean, they are away to Chelsea, but it's still they'll still surely bring a, or the the uh, the goal or, or the away end at Chelsea will surely be packed. Chesterfield fans. I mean, those players will probably never get a chance to play. At a Premier League ground again, unless they do yeah. uh, really well. I mean, I support Man United. I mean, Man United versus Aston Villa is a game which would be uh, on BT Sport or Sky Sports anyway. I mean, I could get, it would very rarely be a a, um, a three o'clock game. I mean, mm. as you said, I mean, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, City. I mean, they're on the TV most weeks. I mean, it's a uh, it's. Well, it's criminal damage to football. I think that's a good way. It of is. Yeah. It is. I mean, Villa and Man U will be on the TV at one point this season anyway because of the league game. So it does I it think, really I need think to it's, be on again we, in the FA Cup? Yeah. I think I believe Man United are actually away to Aston Villa the week after we played them in the yeah. FA Cup, which yeah. is uh, yeah. madness. The example. Yeah. Sorry. The example you gave there. You know, with um, even if Chesterfield are away, you know, okay, forget about them doubling their fan base into the ground but think of how many think of the money they can make putting coaches on and stuff like that and more memorabilia you know scarves and stuff like that and just everything everything that goes with it should give them more exposure Um, but unfortunately as I said these uh, it's like with with a Super League thing the big six Super League thing and Gary Neville was was dead right you know they should have all had points bans and they should have all been fined millions for doing that behind everybody else's backs um but we I think we're too soft as a race these days you know human beings have got a bit soft I'm, I'm digressing a little bit but you know the game's definitely not what it was mate unfortunately our next highlight is from a fairly recent episode in episode 14 I was joined by Pinchback United goalkeeper Alex Smith and I asked him what is your best moment in football I'll let Alex tell you what he said, but let's just say a certain current England and Manchester City player was mentioned. Out of all the teams you played for, I mean, what is your best moment in football so far? Oh, that's a great question. My best moment in football. Um, I think I'm going to go back. Oh, wow. Yeah, great question. I mean, I'll be honest, it's not been littered with you know, cups and trophies and medals. <laughs> um, that is one thing I, you can firmly say. Um, I think at a school, I'm going to go back to a school level here. We, we were semi-finalists of a national cup. Um, so we did, we did really well there. We got beat by the eventual winners. So you think, okay, you hold your hands up. Um, I equally enjoyed scoring scoring my penalty in the Integro Cup for Spalding. I think you'll see that on my Twitter page. <laughs> equally, <laughs> equally enjoyed that. I'm glad it got caught on camera. Um, I, ah, that's, a, that's a great... I don't think I can pinpoint one. I can't say, oh, that is what amazing. Um, I guess I, I could throw in that I had a 
it was only a trial, granted, that's why I am where I am now, but I had a trial with Notts County, um, but that was at the same time Jack Grealish was there and, wow. and uh, Callum McGregor um, getting thrown in the first team there, training with them. I was like, wow, this is different kettle of fish and just got introduced to these couple of lads and, well, one's now a £100 million footballer and, and one's at Pinchbeck and I'll let you decide which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, go on. So that probably leads me on to my next question. I mean, the best player you've played with, would you say Jack Grealish for that? Yeah, I mean, it was, like I say, it was a bit, a bit of training work, but it was like, okay, these guys are special. Um, obviously didn't work out. I mean, equally then you, you rock up at Spalding one week and Nile Rangers there and you think, oh my word, what on earth happening? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's certainly thrown up these last five or six years. It's certainly thrown up a few odd ones, you know, that you think, oh my word, like, let's go back five or six years and you'd, you'd never have dreamt of it. Um, but that, that's the beauty of non-league, isn't it? You know, you, exactly. you never know what's around the corner. Um, and for us players, it's, it's great. You've got the lads that have, you know, played at a decent level, but they, they work every day and they, they live and breathe for it. They'll travel wherever. And then you come across the lads that have had the chance to be a professional. And you think, my word, this is, <laughs> this is where we are now. So, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. The podcast with Alex Smith is actually my favourite podcast so far as it was such a great laugh to record. But sometimes on the podcast, attention has to turn to more serious events going on in the footballing world. In the 10th episode, I was joined by Alan Ross, who at the time was part of the management team at Bourne Town. In late 2020, Alan was racially abused at a football match and he came on the podcast to talk about his awful experience and what we can do more to stop racism in football. So we're going to move on now to something I know which you've been affected by it and I've seen it happen right in front of me as well and it seems to have got in, it, it seemed to have increased quite a, a lot over the last few years as well in every level of football you can probably think of. So back in October 2020 you went to watch your old club Pinchback United play and you were the victim of uh, racial abuse. So as I said, I've seen it happen in front of my own eyes at a Boston United game a few years ago. But to have it directly said to you, it must be a completely different picture. It probably is, yeah. Um, it's it's also, you know, when you're not sort of prepared for something, um, you always know in the back of your mind that um, the, these sort of things happen, they go on. Um, and you're sort of always on standby, but you're never quite prepared when um, that sort of thing happens to you and um, you never know how to necessarily manage a situation at the time. And I'd say when that had happened, um, for once, I've probably, in one aspect, reacted to the best that I could without breaking the law, even though um, you run through so many emotions and at the same time, you probably think that violence is the best way to solve that issue at the time, but to walk away, um, I was quite proud of myself at the same time. Um, it was a horrible time. And it um, actually, um, it had only the matter had only just been concluded last November, actually. So it was sort of not only just the, the event, it was the, the knock-on effect um, for me and my family and close friends, um, which went on for over a year. So, yeah, not, not a polite position to be in. Yeah, I can imagine. And, of course... For the last 18 months or so, players have been taking the knee against racial abuse uh, in the Premier League or in the 
EFL, but of course now some players have stopped doing it. I mean, lots of people have different opinions on taking the knee, but what do you think of it as a whole? Taking the knee, I was at Old Trafford watching Aston Villa and Man United a couple of weeks ago in the FA Cup. Um, I hadn't been to a live game in such a long time and they took the knee before the game and I'd say pretty much everybody in the stadium clapped and cheered where we didn't have that, did we, initially when we were taking the knee. And there's a lot of people that didn't didn't understand uh, Colin Kaepernick and how he invented taking the knee. Um, And anybody that is listening to this, go and um, watch the Colin Kaepernick on Netflix. It's not all about racism at at all, but it just shows you a bit of a story. Um, And there's also some good YouTube clips of him and some of the interviews that he's taken. So taking the knee, I think, is valuable because now it's something that's in people's faces. It's almost like, you you know, we're in January now and you're trying to probably be on a health kit. You're trying to eat healthy and not drink so much, try to exercise more. But become March, April and May, it's totally forgotten about. And I think from being a mixed race person myself is the way that racial injustice is, we don't want to just raise the profile and then just stop it completely. There's, you know, there's lots going on in society, in sport, as well as in cricket, which is something that has just come out um, today, I I believe. Um, So it's happening all around the place and in and around us in society, but taking the knee for me is just a constant reminder that it's happening in society. And also from um, when you're in in the stands at a Premier League or um, a professional game of football, I think it's just a quick reminder of that it's not acceptable to racially uh, abuse a footballer or any other fans or whether it's homophobic or anything else any other style of abuse so i think it's it's a fantastic thing that players can do which takes what is it about 10 seconds that's all um one of my questions i asked the lincolnshire fa was why don't we do it at grassroots level yeah exactly you know, if it was a case of doing it at Boston Town last week against Newark, I think both sets of players would have felt more comfortable um, with a diverse management team, players, as I know Boston Town uh, as, as have ethnic minorities within the football club. I just think it gives everybody a sense of um, security, knowing that uh, it's a quick reminder of if you say something in jest, it's not going to be acceptable. So it just might make somebody think um, twice before they say something that they shouldn't. I think it should be at grassroots. I think it should be um, at all kids' level of football, whether it's mini kickers all the way through sevens, eights, nines, tens, and so on. I think every level of football, you should take the knee for that 10 seconds just to continue and the good word and the hard fights which people have taken to try to make people aware that it happens on a daily basis and it's not it's not a subject on either that you're going to go to the pub and 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 raise with someone because it's not a topic that everyone's comfortable to speak about and i'm not i'm meaning that by you speaking to me about it but actually speak to some of your friends about it yeah it's an uncomfortable conversation the podcast with Alan Ross had a fantastic reaction with both the podcast and Alan getting praised for talking about the serious topic. Since the podcast aired, Alan became the manager at Wisbeach Town and I wish him all the best to him. 
In episode 7, I introduced a football pub quiz where in each podcast a guest takes on ten quest- takes on a 10-question quiz. Five on United Counties League, Lincolnshire football, and five on football general knowledge. In our last podcast, I was joined by Skegness Town and former Boston Town goalkeeper James Lambley. To be fair to him, his reaction to his score was good, as he did see the funny side to it. But I'll let you decide if you'd have him in your quiz team. So that was uh, my last question for you now, until we go on to the quiz. So I'm uh, well, uh, at the end of each uh, podcast, I'm sure you've listened to a few. There is, of course, the football quiz where each guest takes on a 10-question quiz, five questions on United Counties League football and five questions on football general knowledge. I mean, James, are you up for taking on the task? I mean, I'm up for it. I mean, I hope there's not some sort of, you know, special bad award for getting none right, but I'll do my very best. Well, I've got to say there is no pressure as we have not had a score lower than seven yet. And our highest score is 10 out of 10, <laughs> uh, which was done by Jamie Shaw of Sleaford Town in one minute and 21 seconds. So that is still to yeah, be Yeah, but sure he lives and breathes non-league football. I, I just dip my toe where the phone rings. You would not believe how many people have said that. <laughs> right, well, in that case, then I, I don't want to, you know, I'll, I'll, let's see what happens. So, as I said, the first five questions are on United Counties League football, and that is not just from the Premier Division as well. It's more based in Lincolnshire, the questions. And then, of course, questions six to ten are on football general knowledge. So, I'll start the uh, timer when you're ready. Okay, let's go. So, your time starts now. Question one, which team plays at Abbey Lawn? Bourne. Question two, which team are nicknamed the Knights? Uh, Pinchback. Question three, who is the manager of Deep and Rangers? Pass. Question four, which player scored and got sent off for Sleaford when they played Skegness back in January? Um, Was it Fenton? Question five. Uh, which team plays at Dickens Road? No idea. Question six to ten are on football general knowledge. Question six. Who captained England against the Ivory Coast this week? Uh, Harry Maguire. Question seven. Which country did Wales beat to reach the World Cup qualifying uh, playoff final? No idea. Pass. Question eight. Which team is seventh in the Premier League? Seventh? Mm. United? Question nine. Which championship club is nicknamed the Hatters? I don't know. No idea. And question ten. Accrington Stanley play in which league? Uh, League one. So that was your time. You did that in one minute and 43 seconds. So first of all, how did you think it went? Terribly. I I, I mean, I'm a football fan, but do you know what? My general knowledge in football, as as you're about to count up and tell your audience, is poor. (laughs) So we'll we'll soon uh, find out. Let's go through the answers uh, now. 
So question one, which team plays at Abbey Lawn? The answer, Bourne Town, which you said, so that was correct. Question two, which team are nicknamed the Knights? The answer, Pinchbeck United, which is also correct. So two out of two. Fly, so flying here. Uh, question three, who is the manager at Deep and Rangers? You passed this one. The answer was Dan French. Right, question well. four, which player scored and got sent off for Sleaford when they played Skeg back in January? He said Jacob Fenton. The answer was Charlie Ward. He did, Charlie scored, Ward. He did put Sleaford one nil up, but he, of course Skeg scored uh, two goals in late succession, I believe. And uh, Charlie Ward did get sent off after the full-time whistle. And question five, which team plays at Dickens Road? The answer is Division One club, Harrowby United. Okay, well, you learn something every day. So question six, who captains England against the Ivory Coast this week? Uh, you said Harry Maguire. The answer was actually Raheem Sterling. But it wasn't a bad wow. game. They pull the name out of a hat. I, I did watch a bit of the game, but I was working, so I didn't really pay attention. Uh, question seven, I do admit this was this is quite a hard one. Uh, which country did Wales beat to reach the World Cup qualifying playoff final? The answer was Austria. Okay. Uh, question eight, which team is seventh in the Premier League? The answer is West Ham. West Ham. I'm an Arsenal fan, mate. That's, is, is, that's all I focus on. <laughs> I'm a Man United fan, so I'm glad we're not seventh. <laughs> uh, question nine, uh, which championship club is nicknamed the Hatters? The answer was Luton Town. You got that one correct. You got, sorry, that you got that one incorrect. And question 10, Accrington Stanley play in which league? The answer, League One, which you did get that one right. So um, it's not looking too good, to be honest. But, <laughs> Come on, uh, Tom. I think, yeah, you got three out of 10. So, <laughs> hey, look, that's three more than I thought I was going to get. So I'm going to call that a win. Exactly. I mean, I'm loving the reaction. I'm glad you find it funny as well. So that's great stuff as well. Oh, so I, li I listen to all the lads in the dressing room or you know, on Twitter and whatnot talking about all these non-league bits and pieces. I just, I should probably should engage more. With James being at the bottom of the table, let's go and look at how the top looks like. In episode 13, I was joined by Sleaford Town legend Jamie Shaw. Some might say the number 13 is unlucky for some, but not for Jamie. Let's look back on his questions. So last week uh, was actually the highest score we've had so far. Of course, Bold United, uh, Bold United goalkeeping coach Ben Derbyshire got nine out of 10, two minutes and 14 seconds. So all you need to do is I say the question and you say the answer back to me. It's that simple. Of course, you will be timed as well. So I'm ready when you are. Yep, ready now. So we'll start the clock now. So question one, which team plays at Carter's Park? Hull Beach United. Question two. Jack McGovern plays for which club? Harrowby United. Question three. What is the nickname of Pinchbeck United? The Knights. Question four. The Wakes is the nickname of which team? Uh, Bontam. Question five. Who is the manager of Skegness Town? Nathan Collins. Question six to ten will be on football general knowledge. Question six, as of recording this, which team is bottom of the Premier League? Um, Norwich City. Question seven, Burnley beat which team 3-0 at the weekend? Brighton and Hove Albion. Question eight, Bradford City play in which league? 
League Two. Question nine. What is the nickname of Sheffield United? The Blades. And question 10. Which team has lost the last two FA Cup finals? Chelsea. You did that in one minute and 21 seconds. So we will go through the answers. Question one, which team plays at Carters Park? The answer, Holbeach United. Question two, uh, Jack McGovern plays for which club? Harrogate United, you got that one right. Question three, what is the nickname of Pinchbeck United? That is the Knights, you got that one right. Question four, the Wakes is the nickname of which team? Bourne, you got that one correct. Question five, who's the manager of Skegness Town? That is Nathan Collins, that is also right. Question six to ten was on football general knowledge. Question six, which team is bottom of the Premier League at the moment? The answer, Norwich City, you put that. Question seven, Burnley beat which team 3-0 at the weekend? The answer, Brighton and Hove Albion, put that one as well. Question eight, Bradford City playing which league? The answer, League Two. Question nine, what is the nickname of Sheffield United? The answer, the Blades. And question 10, which team has lost the last two FA Cup finals? The answer, Chelsea, which you also said, which means for the first time we've had a contestant score 10 out of 10. Yeah, the fortunate question is a thing. I'm also a little bit competitive. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's up my street quizzing. So uh, apologies for that. I mean, I, when you got to the last question, I think that was the one where you probably really had to think about it. And I was thinking, is he going to get 10 out of 10? I wasn't sure. But when you said Chelsea, I mean, I knew you had got 10. So, I mean, congratulations. I mean, it will have, we'll have Thank to you. wait and see if... We'll have to wait and see if anyone else gets 10 and beats your time in one minute and 21 seconds, so... Um, if I can do it, I'm sure they can. I'm sure. So Jamie is at the top of the leaderboard and with only three quizzes left to do, will anyone take over him at the top? That does bring us to the end of this compilation episode of The Best Bits so far. There are four podcasts remaining this season and on Easter Sunday we'll return with a new guest and it'll be a Sunday League special when I'm joined by Jolly Scotch's manager, Jack Vine. In fact, in between Easter Sunday, we have uh, two comic juice to tell you about. On Easter Saturday, Darren Traps will be joined by Danny Hussey for Holbeach United versus Boston Town. Then I'll, then I'll be back on Easter Monday when we have commentary of Boston Town versus Leaford Town. Remember, you can listen to all the podcasts featured in this one on Spotify, along with all the other ones as well. But until next week, thanks for listening and goodbye.